everybody, and welcome to Post-Credit Conversations, a movie podcast where we believe that a film is only as good as the discussion it inspires. My name is Kale Prindle. And I am Slade Lane. And uh, we are back to do uh, something very different um, that we'll get yes. into here in a little bit yes. as far as very. what movie we chose, when it was made, and of course eventually why we chose this. But first, how are you doing, Slade? I'm doing good. I'm tired. Real tired. I moved this last weekend. My back really started hurting today. Uh, my girlfriend's back hurts, and we still have to unload everything. But uh, otherwise, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It was a good day at work. Good. Good. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Moving is terrible, and I hate it. Yeah. And it might be something I hate enough that I'll never move again in my life because it's the worst. <laughs> that explains um, so much. <laughs> Why do you live where you live? Mostly just because I hate moving. Um but anyway, uh, we're going to be starting yeah. off here in just a minute. Uh, but first, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started about a movie that I have watched recently. And I don't know how recently you watched it, but it was something we it's... agreed on. Yeah. And we agreed that we liked it. And um, and that's kind of a big deal sometimes. So before <laughs> we get started on the official movie conversation, this yeah. weekend, among other things, I watched Train to Busan. Which I had yeah. heard a lot of people talk about, and every time I'd scroll past it on Netflix, I kept thinking, I've heard this is good. I should watch this at some point. And then I finally did. Yeah. Um, What'd you awesome. think? It's What'd so good. What'd you think? <laughs> it's so Break good. Break it down for us. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, <laughs> um, I don't love horror movies in general. I mean, I, I yeah. feel that way. I grew up not watching them and when I grew up horror movie mostly meant slasher film so yeah when the zombie resurgence started in the 2000s i liked at least some of those i'm like okay zombies i can do zombies zombies are cool zombies are cool and then it got overdone and it's all played out and and no one cares but train to busan man i think is so good because one everything happens in real time right from the moment you get on that train there's no jumping forward or back in time. It's like, nope, you're just with these people for the next couple of hours. And what happens, happens. And there's pretty much no time jump. So I think that's cool. And also, yeah, this movie, especially for a zombie movie, is probably the most emotional zombie movie I've ever seen. And I yeah. just think that's mostly yeah. unheard of. And I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, it's been a few years since I've seen Train to Busan. I've only watched it once. I need to watch it again. But I remember... Yeah, especially with zombie movies, they were a gateway, especially for me, liking horror. Because I'm like, I can do zombies as well. Um, they're a little gross and all True. that. Uh, but I can do it. And so I, I watched a lot in early college, uh, you know, doing George Romero stuff. Um, and, of course, Walking <clears throat> Dead came a bit later. But then it got overdone. Uh, and so probably the last real zombie movie I watched was Train to Busan because a few friends kept saying, you need to watch Train to Busan. That's like the best zombie movie I've ever seen. I'm like, no way. Korean movie zombies? I, I don't know. And then I watched it and it was just amazing Like, because zombie movies are always good if you have a good premise. I think World War Z had something like in the trailer that made me like it, like zombies on the plane. That's scary. Uh, and then there's the rest of the movie. Which it's a good movie. I liked it. But um, but like the concept of a train and just the emotional impact of the movie. Like I got to the end and I was crying. And not because of zombies necessarily. Like there's just a lot going on kind of. Like it's real simple but very emotionally heavy. I, I liked it. Yeah, you mentioned something about just like the grossness of zombie movies. And I think that's another reason Train to Busan is so interesting because it's not gross. No. <laughs> zombie movies, I think more than more than even most other horror movies, that's that's what they rely on. Like we need to make the grossest thing. That was a thing for The Walking Dead for years. It's like what's the next grossest thing we can do? But Train to Busan, it, yes, there's blood and there's biting people, but you never really get the the typical zombie shot of someone biting someone in and just ripping this stringy, gross, blood spurty thing. Um, but it was still very intense because these zombies, man, they're just tackling everybody. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Yeah, they were runner um, they were runner zombies for sure. They were runners um. and uh 
and it was good. I liked it. Uh, there's a few you could get nitpicky. Like for me, I gave it a four star, uh, mostly because, especially toward the end, when they're like, there's one more zombie between like the hero and where he needs to get, and that zombie seems to be way more thoughtful than every oh, other yeah, zombie. Yeah, like yeah. it chooses who to go after. And that's kind of fine, and I, I'm not questioning the logic of a zombie movie, but it seemed out of step with like how the rest of the movie had gone, where everyone's just like, "Go get them," you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, the emotions of that one to put the central characters is just like a father and his daughter, and they don't really always get along, but now they're stuck in this situation. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I was in on yeah. it. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. Uh, it was very good. Yeah, what what but, else have you been watching? Oh, uh, uh, well, besides that many many review. <laughs> quick uh, hits, quick hits. Okay, quick hits. Um, so I watched Iron Man again for the first time in yeah maybe ten years, and I liked it. And then I'm like, well, hey, Disney Plus, you've got all the MCU stuff. So then I watched Iron Man two. And then I watched yeah. Thor, and then I felt myself slipping into the black hole that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I'm not in a hurry or rush to watch all of them again, but most of the Marvel movies, the vast majority, I see them once, usually. Yeah. Maybe twice. Um, but I don't own any of them. I've never gone out of my way to be like, I need to go buy that or watch it again. It's like, if it's been on Netflix, like I saw Black Panther at least twice. I'm like, oh, you're on Netflix. I'm going to watch you again. You were good or whatever. But So yeah, I'm yeah. kind of excited that I'm like, oh, yeah, these are here. I'll start chipping away at these slowly. I don't yeah. know. What about you? Um. Well, I also went down the MCU thing. I think mostly because I saw that you were reviewing them. And I'm like, I like Iron Man. I, I had it rated at four stars. Uh, so I'm like, time to watch it again. And I did. Uh and I had a, a different reaction from maybe when I first saw it. And part of that is because I realize I, I haven't watched the full Iron Man in like 12 years about. And so that's what it is. Uh, Iron Man 2, I went ahead and watched that. I had different reaction from seeing that the first time and realized I had only seen that movie about once. And then I almost watched Thor, uh, <laughs> which I own on DVD. Actually, I own Thor. I don't know why I went to Target one evening. I'm like, I'm going to get a Marvel movie. I should own it. I like comic books and all this. So I picked up Thor, and that has haunted me for a while. So it's time to watch it again. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I also got a chance to watch Parasite. Oh, I need uh, to see was... that. There's a lot from last year oh. I need to see. There's still so many things. Yeah. I'm I'm still playing catch-up, uh, but, you know, the hype is real for yeah. that one. That was... Uh, it was really good. It was really good. That's all we'll say. Uh, also, I finished watching Good Omens on Amazon. I loved it. It was really great. Yeah, I need to catch up on Paris. I need to catch up on all of 2019. But instead of spending time in 2019 or anywhere near the future or even the present, we're going way back for for this week's movie. Uh, so let's just get into that. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and confess. I had no idea what I was getting us into for this week. Uh, I mean, it's similar to when we did Her. I hadn't seen Her. I just said, let's do it because yeah. I've heard it's good. Similar situation in this week in that the movie we watched, His Girl Friday, is an old movie. It is 80 years old, and I know about it because I'd heard about it from time to time. Like It's one of those old, classic comedies from way 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 back in the day and i'm like that would be kind of fun i was looking at how we had been jumping around in our movies and we've got some that are recent we've got some from the mid 2000s right on 2000 and the 90s and i'm like you know i just made an arbitrary kind of not a rule but call I'm like let's let's diversify up on what time period we're pulling from so i said what's old hey this movie it's on amazon prime let's watch there it there you go that's about as much thought as I had in choosing this movie. So, let's do a quick recap. His Girl Friday uh, begins 
with a woman walking into a newspaper office with uh, her fiance, and she is there to speak with her ex-husband who runs the newspaper. And you find out very quickly that uh, this woman, whose name is Hildy, used to work for the newspaper. She's a great reporter. Everyone there loves her. And when they see her walk in the office, they're like, oh my goodness, you're coming back to work. This is wonderful. And she's like, I'm not here to work. I am here simply to, what is it? Get something signed or pick up something. I don't even remember what it was now. Yeah. Um, I'm here for the day. I'm leaving. I'm actually getting remarried. And so she's getting remarried, supposed to be the very next day. Uh, her ex-husband, Walter, hears that she's getting remarried. And I guess out of jealousy... I'm not even entirely sure. He starts throwing everything he can at Hildy's relationship with her new fiance, Bruce. And he takes them to lunch and it's super awkward. There's a big story happening in the background. Some guy is about to be executed for, for shooting somebody. And so he keeps telling Hildy, you got to get this story. You got to get the story. It's for the paper. And there's this great love affair with journalism happening in this movie. And... Uh, Hildy is drawn back in. The excitement of getting the story, the excitement of of uh, tracking down what really happened in, in writing and all that starts to kind of catch up with her. And so she gets way into it. She ends up going and covering the story and everything happens all in one day. I'm Yeah, it all happens in one day. Yeah. And somehow, and we will talk about this, by the end of the movie, she's not going to marry her fiancé. She's going to return to her ex-husband and work for the newspaper the end <laughs> yeah it's a weird weird little movie um so real quick <laughs> slade your yes. initial thoughts on this movie um i had no idea what to do with this movie because you suggested it i couldn't remember the name you, uh, you did have to check in with me i had it? to check in a few <laughs> days ago i'm like what is the movie i need to watch by tuesday um, I remember Friday or Girl. Uh, so once I could finally get the name of the movie down and make sure it was still free on Amazon Prime, uh, I watched it last night, and I really liked it, but it has that old movie flair of, like, I got to pay attention <laughs> and not fall asleep, which was really hard after a weekend of movie. Uh <laughs> but- <laughs> But I did finish it last night, and I really liked it. Well, I, I did kind of in two two parts because uh, I paused and kind of fell asleep, but then woke back up, did again, and I also watched the first twenty minutes again today. Oh um, wow! Look, at you mo- returning. Mo- 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 well, I had to do it to make sure I knew what was going on for a second, and mm. I'm like, okay, I I followed it pretty well. It is. It is a strange movie to categorize, quite honestly. Uh, me and my girlfriend were trying to do it in the car today. Of like, what are your thoughts on this? I'm like, I, I'm having trouble articulating because right as I think I have something to say about, it, I'm like, no, but it did this weird thing, yeah, and I'm not sure what to do with it. Well, and that's kind of how um, I'm. I'm similar. When, when I, <laughs> my wife and I both watched it, and when she's done, she's like, "What are you even gonna say about that?" I said, oh, I've got all sorts of stuff to say. I had a lot of thoughts while watching it. Oh, that's it. good. Um, that's good. But it's a, it's a weird, very weird, very strange movie. Good movie. I also enjoyed it. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff. Here's where I want to start. Let's talk old movies yes. in general. Like I said, I one reason I chose okay. this was simply to say, I don't want to start a movie podcast that only does what's happening now. And I also don't want to only do movies that we grew up with. So I'm, I, that's just my own little decision. So I'm like, let's do something old. And just like you, once I got into it, I'm like, okay, I'm really going to have to pay attention here because the, the way movies are made yeah. 80 years ago are so different than how they're made now. So yeah. let's just talk old movies for just a second. You mentioned the other week like you went back and watched the old Nosferatu, which is from 1922. That's a 98-year-old yeah. movie. <laughs> Hard to watch. But aside from that, Good movie, great yeah. movie, but also still yeah. very challenging compared to what we would see now. What other like old movies you're like, these are great old movies? Um, man, that's a good question. Uh, I, I mean, I've been doing a, a classic old horror movie binge for the last oh, year. Oh, that's right. 
Um, yeah. So, so the old universal I, ones. The old universal ones. And so, like, uh, you know, I've done Phantom of the Opera, Creature from Black Lagoon, Dracula, all those. Uh, there's just something about those in general, like an old type of horror feel and it being in black and white. Uh, other black and white movies, I, I don't, I haven't watched too many black and white movies except like Akira Kurosawa movies. Right. Which is a whole different beast <laughs> yes, of, 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 of old time movies because, like, let's throw on, we got to pay attention and read. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, difficult. Very difficult. Very and so, difficult to pay attention and read. Um, <laughs> like, I remember watching Casablanca yeah. at your suggestion many, many years ago, and I loved it because I just remember the one line about the waters in Africa and he was misinformed. I'm like, that is a really hilarious line. Uh, when Humphrey Bogart's like, why did you come to Africa? Oh, I came for the waters. There's no water here. I was misinformed. Like it is it's, so dry yes. and delivered in such a brilliant way. I love it. But, um, you know, I haven't done too much of that, but I do love old TV shows. Black yes, that's true. Like one of my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time is Dick Van Dyke show. And, it's hard to categorize these older things except as timeless. And and I've heard this before from different uh, directors and interviewers, you know, just making the point of like when something is in black and white, it just seems timeless. And I got that from this movie, partly because it was a black and white and just how it was made and written of yeah. where you, you don't need much cultural reference to enjoy this movie strangely enough <laughs> yeah i mean there, there's certainly moments where you're like i'm not sure exactly what they're saying here but the timeless quality I, I don't know i would almost say that it's timeless because i think because it's in black and white it lifts it out of time like you know yeah. we know like that's a thing that happened only for a short period of time and then once color yeah. was introduced everything changed and once color is introduced i've always found it harder you get movies in the 60s and 70s sometimes and they are in color but yeah. the the quality of the film is so bad compared to the clear images we get now. Like those are almost harder to deal with, but you go back fifties and the forties and the thirties and you're like, no, 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 this is cool because it's just, it's an artifact. It's not yeah. something you would even hold up to a modern standard. No. I think just because of the look of it, uh, old comedies you mentioned, I want to use that as a quick segue because yeah. there's, this is a comedy. His girl Friday is listed as a comedy yes. by a lot of film critics it's one of the best comedies ever made and i've often seen when i was looking stuff up it's considered a screwball comedy which i don't know if i yeah. would agree with or not but i'm not i don't know what technically you know, makes screwball comedies and not but it is true, funny true. there's great funny moments a lot of it reminded me of i used to watch a lot of three stooges shorts way back in the yes. day like when i was in eighth grade i fell in love with the three stooges and they were just the best and i watched all of those so many times and this was a fun return because the stuff that was funny i'm like this feels like stooges which it was it was all happening around the same time so that was yeah. really fun to go back to um let's yeah. let's merge yeah, these the comedy ideas. aspect we'll have to yeah well we can dive into that a little bit but i want to combine it with the other reason we really have to pay attention to this movie and i looked it up afterwards this was like something the director howard hawks wanted yeah. to make a part of it. he's like i want this movie to be the fastest moving movie ever shot that was yeah. part of his goal <laughs> the speaking rate i'm so happy we had to go look up the same things it was so fast oh and, and again that's another reason i wanted to check it out is i heard people like oh yeah it's one of those real quick talking fast throwing quips back and forth i'm like that sounds like fun i had no idea that it was gonna be this fast <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. so hard. Well, <laughs> it was awesome, but it was hard. I mean, the the only frame of reference I have for that because you know, old older movies do do this, you know, it's just like you have to pay attention to the dialogue cuz they it's just a different way of speaking. Right. Like it's it's a different English altogether. Uh and what they're trying to emulate, you know, especially in this it doesn't give too much, but it's New York newsroom life and the only frame of reference in modern movies i can really think of off the top of my head is something like uh the social network where it is just rapid fire dialogue back and forth and, yeah and know, complex Hawks, dialogue too and complex dialogue because like 
yeah, it's hard to follow. You got to pay attention. And even to get the comedy aspect, you have to pay attention or else it's just like, what, what, what? You know, there's no pause for laughter, you know? No, um, there's not at mo- all. It moves in very real time and it, it's great to make you rewatch it. And uh, so, yeah. It, and the making of the film is fascinating because I, I had to do a lot of looking up because I'm like, what is it about this that makes this such a, quote, great film? Right. It, and, you know, getting into the production of it, it, it is the second iteration of this play. It was filmed mm-hmm. before. The previous film kept the original title of the play, and it was lauded as, like, one of the fastest movie movies. Howard Hawks comes around and says, I'm going to do it, but faster. And that's the kind of thing. And you hear about all the takes they had to do uh, along with dialogue and (laughs) everything just to make that happen. And just how audio was recorded back then, it it wasn't working out like that to come up with new ways to capture all this people talking over each other. Like it's overwhelming movie. It's insane. You know? It is. It's absolutely crazy, and and yeah, but it, I mean that's what makes this cool. Like mm-hmm. I was having a hard time figuring out my rating for this, and of course we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. But one thing I noted is whatever I'm rating it, I think this movie is probably better than what the rating is. I'm gonna give it, and it probably gets better the more you watch it, and the more yeah. you can just say, now that I know what the plot is, I can really pay attention yeah. to what's happening because you're playing catch up so much on the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. great. It's fast. Um, highlights as far as funny parts. Um. Oh gosh, I have to think. <laughs> I, I, well, then I'll throw you mine. do you so, do yours at one point. Okay, I'll do mine. Um, at one point, Walter takes Hildy and her fiance out to lunch, and he's trying to figure out ways to um, get out of the. He's he's manipulating everything, yeah. and at one point he wants to go talk to the waiter, and so he just picks up his mug and just very obviously dumps it in his lap. But because the other two characters aren't paying attention, he's just like bloop, oh no, it's all over me. And there's just the the way the motion happens, like it wasn't smooth at all. And I I picture a modern film like doing five takes of him like yeah. looking around and slowly doing something, and this one's just like oh he's talking around and grabbing his cup and oh no look I got all over me. And then he I was like that, it just yeah. cracked me up, and he was so obvious and plain but that made it funnier yeah and i think the other funny part i laughed at is at the end toward the end they've got this guy who they're that's going to be executed and they're hiding him inside of this the top of this big desk yeah and they looked at him you doing okay in there and he's like i don't have enough air or something like that (laughs) and walter just like waves his hand in front of the desk as if pushing air it's like oh there you go you're fine and then just closes it again i'm like yeah that's the funniest thing i loved it it was so good I, I do have a couple now, it, and they all come in in the first part of the movie, luckily because I watched it again today. Uh, number number one, of course, is when Cary Grant's character, Walter, is talking about this other guy who works at the paper, Sweeney, <laughs> yeah. and, and is just like th- basically firing this guy to get Hildy back um, is, is just so funny. He's like, what Sweeney and it's one of the other guys that works on are like who are you talking to oh whatever Sweeney like it's such a yeah where he picks up the phone he talks to this other dude but he keeps calling him Sweeney and the guy doesn't know what's going on yeah and then he just and you know there's no formulation of what his plan is it just happens (laughs) yeah in front of you like it doesn't Oh, how do I get Hildy back? Like he just goes into action. Ah, oh, I'm losing Sweeney now, and he doesn't tell anyone. He just yeah, and tells I think them that's probably part of the charm of this movie too. Is this isn't like there are other romantic comedies where you hear like, oh, what she's getting married? No, this is un not fair. I don't like it, and they set up these elaborate trappings to make it happen. And and but yeah. what's great about this is it's all improv. You know, it's like he hears about it. And then in that moment decides, yeah, no, 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 no. So he starts calling yeah. people, doing favors for people, and it's it's, it's so yeah. bizarre. And and he tells yeah. nobody, so and, he's just saying, do this. Well, yeah, and and it goes back to what you were saying about what makes the him gain something spilled his lap funny. Of just like it is not five different shots, like just setting up this anticipation. It just happens, right. you know, catches you off shot. guard, and it's great. It catches you off guard. He's talking fast. Uh, the other is, of course, when he uh, tells Hildy, like, well, let me meet this 
new husband of yours and he goes outside walks past her her uh, fiance bruce and goes to this clearly old gentleman and just the dialogue that ensues of just like well hildy you told me it was really old you weren't lying and then like just brushes off this old gentleman like i'm don't know what's going on i thought that was hilarious he's just like get out of here i wasn't talking to you it, it it's just this whole old-timey newsroom fast talking new yorker thing and i'll say at that moment i was a little worried on the comedy at that moment because i thought it was funny but man that's one of the few things that feels drawn out is that that sequence where shaking this guy's hand or shaking his umbrella (laughs) and bruce is there like excuse me sir it's like hold on i'm talking to this guy bruce over here and it's like it just it went on for a while i'm like oh this could get old and it's the only moment in the movie that's like that. And it happens yeah. early, and I'm glad it doesn't happen again. Because that was a moment where, like, this is clearly old humor. A whole four seconds in the, the intro. I'm glad. I mean, I oh didn't no. time it. It felt, <laughs> it felt long to me. I'm like, we got the joke, and then they kept pulling yeah, it for yeah. just... Yeah, it's not no. like minutes on minutes. It was probably no, a no. 10, 15 Which seconds. I but. think a, a modern comedy like this would have done that for maybe minutes. I don't know. So, I mean, that, that type of comedies. jokes. They, lesser comedies. No, okay. A lesser comedy, I think what they would do is, yeah, they would turn it into a plot point of miscommunication yeah. um, instead of just doing it in the moment, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of, obviously, because it's 80 years old, there's a lot of stuff in here that um, the humor is different. The look is different. You mentioned that this is based on a play. It's shot like a play. The whole movie takes place yeah. in like three rooms. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and the takes, yeah. I can't even imagine. There are these long takes because that's what you did back then. When they did edit fast, I was impressed at how some of those edits happened for 80 years ago. Like oh, some of the quick cuts yeah. between different people, the sound carried over perfectly. You mentioned already that was something they had to work on and build up and create for that movie. Really, really good stuff. I'm going to take a hard left turn here. Perfect. And go to a different thing. Because the other thing about this movie, even though the character of Walter is very funny, he's also infuriating. Um, Go on. And this is a movie where it's like, you know, he's kind of the... I say he's the jealous ex-husband. Though this movie, if there's one flaw in it as far as a romantic anything, is he doesn't really show hardly any romantic leanings toward Hildy at all. It seems all based entirely on, I need you for the paper. Which I think makes sense because that was the other thing I looked up. Is in the original play and original movie, it's not a couple. It's just a two yeah. guys who work at a newspaper and one two of them's going to quit. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't want oh. you to quit. And then he just keeps him there. Um, and I think this movie yeah. just took that premise and said, well, let's add extra dynamic by making them a romantic couple. But it doesn't really do any of the romance thing. So here's what I was impressed with and in, in my, my issue. I think Hildy is an amazing character. I think she's Mm -hmm. so good. I think she's so... Especially when I think about like women 80 years ago and what I assumed the the representation for women were back then. She's awesome. Like She's a no-nonsense. She is in there like, I'm going to get the story. She's funny. She's just as quick as Gene Kelly on every moment. Um, But what I love about it also is she's... She's not, she's on to him. She's not fooled for a second. There's no yeah. moment of just like, you know, I think when you get into yeah. like the 80s and 90s for romantic comedies, the woman is like duped into believing something about this guy. Well, in this case, she's not fooled by anything. She's warning her fiance, don't trust him. He's, he's terrible. Like, you've got that check? Yeah, put it in your hat. Don't put it in your coat because it'll get stolen. And she's right. Because his wallet gets stolen and everything else gets stolen. She's on to him the whole time. I love it. I'm like, this movie is a wonderful feminist artifact. But then, (laughs) because of how it ends, I'm like, what just happened to this wonderful Hmm. character? (laughs) So at the end of the movie, they, they finish covering the story. There's a whole bunch of other stuff with politicians and bribery and all this corrupt government which again is something that we might get into because i think it's really cool to see that yeah government corruption in the media is a movie that happened 80 years ago and it feels like it could happen now in a lot of cases so after they get done covering it walter finally says you know what hildy you should go meet up with your fiance go find him go get married you know i'm not i'm not gonna stand in your way 
And then she breaks down crying, saying, you were just going to let me walk out of your life. I thought you didn't love me. And at that point, I'm like, what the hell just happened? You spent this whole movie saying, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving the business. And she turns and there's no reason for her to turn. It drove me crazy. So, so crazy. Now, I don't know if that was just because like at the time, like we need to have this kind of an ending. I don't know what the push was, but it, that was the weirdest three. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I was going to say 360 and then math check. But um, it was a huge spin at the end. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It drove me crazy. Just on a satisfaction level. I'm not even mad at it. In a sense, like I'm mad like uh, movies back then when sex is told women and of course she goes off and get married. Like that's not even my complaint. It, but it plays into this idea like as, if I, as I'm watching this movie, I want she's right the whole time. I was thinking of the podcast The Villain Was Right and I think it'd be awesome if they did an episode on this because it'd be so funny. But she's right about Walter the whole oh, time. Man. Bruce is duped by Walter at first, and then he comes around and realizes, yeah, he's he's getting in our way. And then at the end, she, with no prompting at all, like, I would understand. I know, I'm like rambling here. It just irritated me. It's okay. I got a lot of thoughts. Uh, if she was like, you know me. what? I, I'm, I'm still getting married. You know what? I will stay with the newspaper. This was fun. I loved covering the story. Because you saw her get excited for the story. That made sense. I see no reason for her to be excited about Walter. And I'm so mad that she, at the end, like, yeah, let's get married. <laughs> and for our, instead of a honeymoon, we'll go report on a story, which was a problem they complained about earlier. Just, eh, I don't know. That was my one, it's my only real complaint on this whole film. But there it is. Good for women, yeah. bad for women, I, I, kind of both in a weird way. I don't know. Man, I, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm not going to say you're incorrect, but I was not as taken aback by the ending, maybe, <laughs> as you were. Okay. I can see the turn. I can see the turn. Uh, and maybe that's just in how we interpreted uh, Walter and Hildy's relationship. Because uh, I, I don't know. Me and my girlfriend were having this conversation, like, because we had that conversation, of, like, this is not romantic right by by today's standards even by then standards i don't think it's really a romantic comedy <laughs> right. when you talk about like you just took a character and made it a woman so there and there's something cool that i'll shelf on that for later uh their relationship is very strange and i read kind of about it of just like it really doesn't show them interacting in a romantic fashion the whole movie the but to me her turn kind of makes sense but i i don't know you have to think really hard about it i, I mean think, i guess so ruins it already for you because for me because because if we it's, walk it's, through it just walk through it for a second she shows up I, again i don't remember why she shows up yeah. sign this whatever no we're going i'm taking yeah. you to lunch don't take us to lunch we're trying to leave over the course of that same day her fiance gets arrested at least twice because of stuff that Walter has done. He hires people. to. He gives her counterfeit I money. Now, it's funny. It so is funny. Much. And I think it's good. But that's why yes. the, it was the end that turned there. I was like, what is wrong with this guy? And what's wrong with this yeah. woman? She's like, hey, you just got my fiance arrested twice. You yeah. hired out a gangster to like steal his wallet and all this other stuff. You had... <laughs> my future mother-in-law picked up and carried out of the room to who knows where and then at the end of that same night she's like i thought you didn't love me doesn't work for me see i think it does a job of showing how she could fall back in that i really do because from the moment they start talking like they have this old camaraderie going back like it's it's not like a a marriage story right uh, for a real recent film like we hate each other like because they reference like how long has it been four months since you've seen me oh did you get my telegrams i write a good telegram like he has this confidence and there's just this back and forth between them the whole movie where 
she doesn't want to slip into Walter's world. And I, I, I completely agree with that. It makes no sense for her to slip back into Walter's world. But I can see her being uh, into the world of the news. And, and that's part of Walter's appeal. And me and my girlfriend went back and forth on this because, again, we were like, what is the appeal of this guy? You know, and I'm like, I'm not so sure it's him. Maybe the world he represents is what she goes back to in the end, even though it's not a good idea. And again, it's not a good uh, argument for feminism or how women are represented in this time period because it's like, I where does it go? And I agree with that of like, yay women or not. I don't know. Um, yeah. With their relationship, it's hard. I do like the decision for something completely <laughs> different because <laughs> I have nothing else articulate. Well, I mean, to you say. said like maybe or it represents maybe she all. goes back to that world. And like I said, I'm fine with her saying, you know what? I do yeah. love working for the newspaper. I'm yeah. good at this job. I'm a great writer. I love this. So I wonder if it's a flaw of like taking this play that did not involve a couple at all and you put this couple dynamic on there and it does make for maybe better motivation for Walter because if you can put on it's like well maybe he's jealous and he doesn't really want to lose her. He has weird lines in the beginning like oh come on divorces aren't forever uh, which is such a weird line. Side thought I don't have any other comment on it but my wife and I were like this is 1940. It seems interesting to see a movie that's very cavalier about the fact that these two people are divorced. Because, yeah. again, everything I remember about hearing from that time period and people who have lived through it who have told me, people just didn't get divorced in or it was looked down yeah. on. And this is a movie that's just like, which maybe that's, if we want to start putting an agenda on it, <laughs> maybe that's part of what's happening. These people got divorced. I guess they shouldn't have done that. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, I think to be, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just going to call it. I'm going to call it and say it, it is a decision from adapting it from the stage yes. into this particular film. I, I think it 100% tries to force that into it, saying, we're going to have a relationship in this movie. It's going to be a romantic comedy, but then they forgot anything romantic and anything... <laughs> uh, Except that for Walter's makes, final speech, which is very... It, and it's not even that he's speech. being romantic. It's that he's finally being sincere and sweet. Yeah. And, like, yeah. kisses her and, goodbye, and then she cries. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> otherwise, that aside, the decision to make the Hillary character a woman really is a cool one of just, you know, once she walks into the newsroom, which, I mean, we have a picture of the old times that's probably accurate that would be very weird she is she is not looked down upon every other news person in this yeah. room and where she was working is a man and she is treated with like the utmost respect of her field and as a writer from walter even like it's it's not like he's an abusive ex-husband at all he's just like you're a great writer and he's a woman's touch you know as much as you might cringe at that phrase now it's it's very interesting for a 1940 film to have that um and i like it o overall i like it i think the woman's touch idea is interesting because i i did cringe a little bit I'm like oh eh, old movies eh. um but i think what this movie does that's kind of cool is it shows us what that might mean when she goes and interviews this guy earl williams who's the guy that is supposed to be executed um he has this sort of girlfriend molly malloy and it when when hildy goes in and talks to this guy you get the sense like she is more compassionate than the other guys like everyone's like oh he's mm -hmm. he did this and did that and she takes the time to sit down with him and talk to him and and when she writes the story afterwards it is a story filled with more compassion than anybody else seems to be giving this guy and so i think that's a yeah. an interesting thing to yeah. to throw in there because yeah it's like it needs a woman's touch and it's like well what did well, that mean yeah. but then when you see her interact and well, write it's like maybe that's what it means it, yeah and i think it does a really weird amazing job with that because like even when they're out to lunch 
early on in the film, you know, when uh, Cary Grant's Walter is trying to get her to stay and ride this, he's like, it'll take two hours. You interview him for an hour. You do it for an hour. Like, oh, you Sweeney can do that. You can do that. And he says it needs a woman's touch. You know, it is paired with this feminine aspect that we all have of you're empathetic. You can make it sound this way. But also, you're a professional and you can get it yeah. done in this time frame, which is a very cool, interesting pairing to have for our idea of that time period. For um, sure. Do, do we want to just comment real quick on the whole kind of secondary plot of uh, everything this thing is framed around, which is a murder and, and politics, <laughs> which is so weird and wasn't funny, but was. Well, uh, most of it was funny, and then there'd be moments where it's like, yeah. I hope that's not supposed to be a laugh moment. Like, when a woman jumps out the window. Yeah, well, yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't laugh at all. Because I'm like, this has got real serious. Yeah, like, oh my goodness, and, is she dead? No, and, I think she's moving. And then they never talk about her again. And we're like, what just happened? Yes. And and, and that's why I think where that screwball comedy comes in. Because, like, it, it has these kind of comments on on politics like you have a police force that's corrupt you know uh this guy they think he's insane yeah that's why he shot to, to someone. catch people up that didn't watch it so yeah earl williams has been arrested because he shot a guy he shot a police officer right yeah and the police officer yeah. was black which again i was like that's interesting oh. and and they yes. talk about like you know, well, because they shot a police officer as black, you know, they have to do it a certain way because of politics. I'm like, that's also a very interesting statement coming from a 1940s film. Um, well, yeah. And they say they got to get rid of him, but they also say we got to get rid of it because of the black vote. Right. And so <laughs> like, what they do that's... is throughout this movie, Earl Williams keeps getting his execution like pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because the politicians have an election day coming up and they want to make sure that they get as many votes as possible and then um they get a reprieve sent over to kind of you know don't execute execute earl williams and i'm gonna mix up the difference between the mayor and the governor as far as characters go yeah one of them is just like no we need to make sure this no one knows that this ever came through and so then they are like bribing the guy who brought the notice um who was also, for the most part, a very amusing character. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's this weird thing about who says what and what should be printed and and how politicians are manipulating yeah. people. And well, oh, I, I don't even know if I yeah. have a lot to say about it. But again, the, it's so cool, so relevant, and in a 1940s film. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you, you have the, the politicians doing it, obviously, of like, we want votes, so keep this quiet. And you have the news. Like, you have the... Uh, opening uh the opening yeah the statement which is funny like when reporters would do anything for the story and then it does this which i assume is pure short short of murder well yeah short of murder and then sarcastically i assume is like certainly no journalist would do this today um exactly and and yeah and i only got that watching it a second time today and thinking like I think most of this is way more funny now. After I like watch that again, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Because now get it's a critique a of journalism. Because oh my goodness, the number of times that yeah, <laughs> those all those guys in the court well, press well, room, well, and they don't know what's going on, and they're just on the phone, and they're just making stuff making up stuff like up crazy. Sell, like, sell the paper, sell it's the paper. Nothing like today, it. nothing like today, and that's what I loved no, certain, about it. it that uh, that is funny, and I think that's where again. <laughs> This movie's gonna get better the more I return to it. Yeah. Because I I reread that opening. I was gonna call it opening crawl like Star Wars, but it is. It's just this yeah. statement on the screen. I paused it and I read it a few times. I'm like, I don't even know if I fully grasp what this is trying to tell me. Yeah. But then yeah, after I'd watched the movie, I'm like, and it's, that's funny because it's sarcastic yeah. and well, it's a, a cr- criticism of media and news media yeah. while also pointing out the corruption that does exist yeah. in government. While and, also, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of yeah. stuff. It, yeah, it, and I think that speaks to the point of a couple of these jokes because it again it at its core it is just a comedy, but you know like any really really good comedy it's pointing the finger at a lot of different places and you know you you read a bit more of the history of the film of how they had to 
change some of their jokes because they were so off color for the time. Mm. It, you know, and so you have some of those jokes that surprise you like, wow, for 1940, they said that. And it's just like, well, yeah, they did. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when you read what this film was doing, maybe why it's in the Library of Congress and all that, like I'm kind of getting my head around why now. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it's it's really good. I think there's a lot of parallels you could draw to now. Of course, everybody, tons of people have to complain about biased news media now. It was interesting to go back to the ni- to 1940 and see even Hildy, who's like one of the best writers, and as she types, how it, full of emotion it is. It makes me think of all of the uh, the artifacts that we would read in history classes or English classes. Like this is what was published, and you read it, and it is just dripping with bias, and it's dripping with this subjectivity um, that the people who write can control so much of the story. And this one doesn't fully condemn that power but it does make a mockery of how all these news people are just like we need to sell the paper make it up hey could you hang them a little bit early tomorrow we want to put the hanging in the morning edition of the news like they are willing to do and try to negotiate anything so they can make more money and i thought that was great yeah awesome good stuff all right let's hop to our ratings So I don't remember who went first last time. If I went first, you should you should go first. I should go first. Okay. I'm, I'm always deciding until I have to. So okay. All right. <laughs> um, I think the more we're talking about it, the more and more I like it. And like I yeah. said at the beginning, I think that if I revisit this movie more times, the rating is probably just going to keep moving up and up and up. I think this movie is hard to watch for a modern audience because so much happens and it happens so fast. I think there are some cringy moments uh, in the gender politics of this movie, but it's a roller coaster. Like I said, I think Hildy's such a good character, so capable, so smart, and she is. I think she's with uh, Gene Kelly the whole time, as, just as funny, Cary just Grant. as quick. Cary Grant, Dag Nabbit. I'm glad you said it. It's all right. Even Twice. I, said it, like, I was going to stop you earlier, but. Did I say it earlier? Man. You did. Cary Grant, Grant. Gene Kelly. <laughs> These old guys. She's just she's on the Humphrey same Bogart. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Bogart. I knew that one. Um, she's on the same level as these those old timey guys that everybody loves, um, yeah. and I love that. And but I that ending still threw me for such a loop. Like the satisfaction of the story fell through the floor at the very last minute for me. I I've been and over the last day I've been trying to figure like does that ruin the movie and it doesn't ruin it at all um but i am putting it lower than i think it probably deserves with the expectation that the more i revisit it the more i think about it it will probably move up in my ranking so right now i'm giving it a three and a half wow okay we're close we're we're actually really close on 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 our rating i i'm not uh as conflicted <laughs> i think as as you sound right. and, and and again you you made the caveat you're gonna revisit and uh the more we talk about it, the more i really just like it i mean i was thinking about it all today i watched the first 20 minutes again and i'm just like i want to finish it i want i want to just go back i think this will be a comfort movie for me maybe uh <laughs> like it just has that i love the dialogue i love reading about how it was filmed i love that it has this cultural relevance to to someone the library of congress and i'm like i when things like that happen i'm like i want to understand yes i really do um as to why it makes me just kind of like it more carrie grant's great uh the character of hildy who i can't remember who plays him is great i love bruce i think he's hilarious uh and a lot of the side characters are just hilarious like uh lou lou the the, the basically guy. mobster yeah. who's in 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 walter's uh hire I, I i think is great i think the comedy is so sharp besides the speed that it is delivered and it is truly timeless like i mean all you really have to do is explain is like yeah those are old-timey telephones and they write news papers right <laughs> typewriters you, you, you know like that's all you but otherwise it's all the same you know it, it does yeah it, it you know there's no cultural references except for like hildy references hitler in the first like five ten mm-hmm. minutes and like other than that 
there there's not much given to the time period that you can kind of get what's going on and the jokes are so smart that they don't rely on that i love that um and the relationship with hildy being a woman and the time period uh is fascinating enough for me to think about a lot so i think i'm i'm gonna go just no halves Four stars. I'm hey, four. there you go. I'm giving it four stars. Like I said, I, I could <laughs> so. see myself ending up there on the next viewing just as I've had yeah. time to process it. So it's a good movie. You should go check it out. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that uh, yeah. gets us pretty close to wrapping up things today. But what movie are we watching next time, Slade? Okay. This movie is from 2011. This is a suggestion not from me. <laughs> This is from my girlfriend Mandy over there on the couch. Uh, we had a couple, but this one is free. Uh, young Adult. It has Pan Oswalt in it. It is a dark comedy. It also has Charlize Theron in it. I know nothing about this movie. All right. It could change. It could change. I could go watch the trailer and I'll call oh, you. Oh no, real you've quick. already said change it. it. It's real recorded. Quick. It's happening. Change it. Okay, it's young. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness, I'm so sorry for anything that happens. Young adults, 2011. All right, it's on Netflix. This will be interesting. Watch I have seen us. this at some point. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's another one that I think oh. was written by Diablo Cody, who wrote Juno and Jennifer's Body. Oh. And I'm so glad. Another... I was getting real nervous. Yeah, suggesting this. Yeah, I had a couple, but. You know, I didn't want to do another 2019 movie because there was one I had locked and loaded. But I'm like, let's hold off for a little bit. Let's Sounds hold good. off. It's been talked about. Yeah, it's been so. a while since I've seen this one. I'll, I'll be eager to go back and check it. What's it streaming on right now? Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yay, that makes it easy. So Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, sounds good. I will check that out. We will get back together in another two weeks or so. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, again, if you want to hop over to apple Podcasts and leave us a a review that would be great or drop something in the comments yeah. about a movie you want us to check out and and then yeah. we can try to hunt that down that would be great we 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 got a couple of five-star reviews we on do there. have a few of those I saw. I saw that you know you know yeah i don't know who they came yeah from. some listener <laughs> it wasn't me one of them was me <laughs> <laughs> There should be two. There should be two. <laughs> oh, man. So. That's funny. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Farewell, good people. Don't stop nope. the top. <laughs> keep, up. keep up. I got. Shh. Keep up the talk before you walk out of the theater. It's after. You I'm wouldn't talk before this. you leave the I'm, theater. It's talking I'm after. I'm done you with leave this. The Stop going to theater. Just stream on your laptop. Cinema's <laughs> yeah, dead, like people. The Cinema theater. is dead. I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, no, one, we're not going to the theater for these. Who cares about no the more. Why is that even a part no of, the, more. of the thing? Leave a comment on the blog, man. <laughs> the blog. Click like and subscribe. Okay. Farewell, good people. <laughs> Boom. And done. <laughs>